Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Did you get my text? It's Meredith Salinger and Pat Oswalt, and we are so excited to um, chat with you. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for all of the great reviews, all of the listens. Uh, thank you, AV Club, for the very sweet write-up. Um, we're taking over the nation. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, is, that what he, is that what they wrote? Uh, I think my publicist wrote that. <laughs> anyway. Um, they are the cutest celebrity couple of all time. Out of the way, Mandy Patinkin and wife. Time for, Catherine, I know. I, do I, not wife. I did that to be mean. All right. Um, you did that to be funny. We have so much to talk about because uh, I finally returned home from Syracuse. Thank God. You had the best time. Oh, boy. Creativity. Hey, um, I came back. Uh, I had a week at home uh, before our daughter left for summer camp. So um, I decided uh, the day before we all went to summer camp, two days actually, Let's have a daddy-daughter day. Haven't had one of those in a long time. That's so cute. Wait, I want to talk about this. Okay. I need you. We're going to talk about daddy-daughter day. All right. Because this is amazing. Mm -hmm. This will tell people the differences in our personalities. Oh, okay. So if you scroll back on your text thread. Right. You sent me a video, mm -hmm. and, and you wrote, getting Alice ready for camp. And you sent a video. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait. Oh, it's terrifying. It's a video of a little monster. Honey, what is that video? Uh, we, I took Alice to um, uh, a place on, Mag we, we spent the day going up and down Magnolia Boulevard. And the pr first place we stopped was, of course, the fantastic Mystic Museum uh, and Camp Horror. Uh, Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Vintage has a great uh, installation thing called Camp Horror, where <laughs> it's all of the 80s slasher horror movies all in one thing, and they have a little rowboat set up that you can kind of stand in, and then if you hit a, a little uh, thing with your foot, uh, that little Jason boy comes out like he's popping out. Like at the end of the first Friday the 13th, everyone but Meredith knows what I'm talking about for some reason. It's when the little Jason pops up, and it's one of the big shock scares at the end of the movie, and they've recreated it in the front window of the store. Right, so you sent me a video of Alice in the rowboat yeah. with this disgusting thing popping up. <laughs> now, I just want to say something. I I'm going to read the tweets. Yeah. Let's read the tweets and then, okay. okay. So you sent me this and I wrote, Haha, that's hilarious. I love that she's wearing the scarf in her hair. Please make sure you hand sanitize and try not to touch stuff in that disgusting store. Seriously, the second you are near some hand sanitizer, please make her do it. And if it's her, and if her mask is falling down, tell her to turn it upside down. Okay. <laughs> By the way, the Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Vintage is not a disgusting score, store. It is delightful. Yeah, and, all um, I'm saying is when they have these creatures that are like 
they look like they're decaying or have disgustingness it's on them. Just, it's they literally a model. It's not actually decaying. No, I know, but they're dirty. Like they don't get they don't get um like washed. Yeah, but people also aren't rubbing their bodies all over it. What I'm saying is sometimes there are people who have uh fake flowers in their house. Sure. But People also don't like people who have fake flowers because sometimes you don't go around dusting them, right? So so some things don't get cleaned. So in some of those scary stores, like they've got the bloody skulls and stuff like that, no one's going around wiping those things down. Well, I'm going to argue that because this is such an intricate display that actually involves motion and mechanics, the thing pops up it, it out dusts of the canoe. Itself, it, dusts it doesn't itself dust off. itself, but they maintain it and keep it looking good. Okay, so then I wrote... Um, you guys haven't had a father-daughter dinner in a long time. You just keep her out all day, basically. Right. Um, and then you sent me a text of a pic. This is your day. Yeah. So you kept sending me pictures. Up and down Magnolia. We're zipping around. Yeah. So you sent me a picture of a of a VHS. Yes. From a old, where is this from? Inside uh, the Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Vintage, they have an installation piece. It's this whole back room. You got to buy a ticket for it. It's called Slash Back Video. And what it is is they've recreated a 1980s video store. You enter through the manager's office. You watch an orientation video. Then you go in, and they've got the old racks with all of the VHS. To, and it's all horror movies, all 80s horror movies. And lo and behold, uh, who has made an 80s horror movie uh, but the lovely Meredith Salinger. She made uh, the movie The Kiss, which I believe was 88. Anyway, they have a VHS copy of The Kiss on the shelf. So you sent me a picture of you holding the VHS copy. Yeah. Now, this is such an old VHS copy. It just looks filthy. And <laughs> and there's a picture of Alice holding a phone. What is she doing? Operating the slashback video? She's just at the counter being a, being a good employee, probably okay. taking a call from the manager. So you're sending me all these cute pictures. And, yeah. I, and I keep writing back this. I'm so happy you're having so much fun. <laughs> Please make sure she sanitizes her hands. You guys are touching everything and putting it to your face. And then you wrote, oh, yeah, they have sanitizer everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Then, an hour later, you sent me a picture of, tell us about this. Oh, we went into a thrift store called Junk for Joy. Alice found a really cool seersucker jacket, which uh, she put on. It was actually the top of a dress, but it works for her like a jacket because she's so tiny. Okay. So you sent me this super cute picture of Alice, and mm -hmm. I wrote... Oh my God, so cute. Again, bed bugs. Ugh. LOL. I love her so much. She looks amazing. She's one of a kind. She looks amazing. Tell her not to touch anything. Okay. So then, uh, then you wrote. Oh, then we go down the street to Scales and Tails. Oh, yeah. Which is a wonderful reptile, fish, and pet store. A lot of snakes, a lot of lizards. And um, what'd you send me? I sent you a delightful video of Alice holding a bearded dragon which is sitting on her chest, and she named it Loch Ness, and she could not have been happier holding it. So cute. Yeah. Amazing. So and what did you write back? And I wrote, oh, my God, I gasped. What a cute little guy. Loch Ness monster, that being said, Salmonella, make sure she washes her hands. Lots of hand sanitizer. And you wrote, oh, sweetie. Like at that point, it was, it was like texting with Howard Hughes. No matter what <laughs> I sent you, you're like, there's germs in the air. Burn her clothing. I mean, every my single thing God. you did, I... I was like, oh, I'm so happy you're having fun. Dear God, please don't touch that. Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God, she's going to get salmonella. Oh, my God, don't touch it. There's bed bugs. Everything. Yeah. That was the whole day. The whole day was me taking Alice to some delightful places. And by the way, uh, Camp Horror and Slashback Video are still happening at 
Bearded Lady Vintage. Okay. Take your kids. They will love it. Okay. And if you're of a certain age, again, the details in Slashback video, it's pretty stunning. Okay. They got everything right. Right. But the point of the story... Is you being insane. <laughs> is you're insane. You are basically... You are um, E.G. Marshall in that segment of Creep Show about the cockroaches where he is uh, paranoid about germs and uh, and that's who I was texting. Oh my gosh, I have something really funny to tell you. Okay, tell me. Okay, a million years ago, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did a movie called Bugbuster, which oh. it was like arachnophobia, but it was like the the poor man's version of arachnophobia. <laughs> so instead of John Goodman, it was like Randy Quaid. Ooh. Um, pre-crazy Randy Quaid, or was he crazy at that point? Well, I'm sure he's always been crazy, but I think it was the pre-super crazy. Oh, okay. But we had fun doing the movie in any event. It's called Bugbuster, and at one point I'm reading the script, and there's a portion of the script where it says bugs crawl out of my leg or something. I get bit right, by right. I get bit by a, something in the lake, and then suddenly my leg gets infected, and then one, it's a disgusting movie. People. You're hatching it, bugs. I'm out hatching of your leg. bugs. Right. So I read the script, and I was like, "Oh, that's gross. How are they going to do that?" I'm like, "CGI? What is this going to be?" And so I was like, told my manager, "Please ask." Please ask because yeah, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah. Because and I said because there's no way in hell I'm letting a, a plethora of bugs crawl on me. So my manager's like, no, 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 they won't be on you. It's in the contract. They won't be on you. I was like, great. So we're filming the movie. We're having fun. Everyone's laughing. It's fantastic. And I walk on set that day and I see like the special effects guy and he's sitting down and he's doing something cool. He's like making something. I'm like, ooh, what are you making? He's like, oh, I'm making your leg. I go, you're making my leg. He's like. Yeah, I'm making um, like a little whoopee cushion kind of thing to put on your leg, I guess. Right. And I was like, wait, that you're going to put that on me and then what? And he's like, well, and then the bugs will crawl out of it. <laughs> and I said, so it's going to be on me? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. So I started freaking out and I go up to the director and I was like, hey, listen, um, just real quick. I'm terrified of bugs like centipedes and spiders and little <laughs> tiny crawly things. Like, I'm not afraid of snakes. Right. You know, snakes are fine. Mm -hmm. But little creepy crawly things, I, 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 I can't take it. I literally can't take it. I think I told this story about John Carpenter once when I did the movie Village of the, Village of the Damned. I had an experience with spiders on that movie. But I'll tell you another time. All right. Anyway, so he's like, no, 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 they're not going to be on you. They're not going to be on you. Uh -huh. And then we finally go to do the scene, and the special effects guy's like putting that fake... Like bladder, basically. It's just yeah. like a skin, like an right. extra skin on top of my leg. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And they're about to, there's like a bug wrangler. Right. And they have thousands of bugs. Maybe like two, 100 bugs. Maybe 50 bugs. Probably 30 bugs. Okay, like five centipedes, five cockroaches, five spiders, whatever it was. And the guy's like, and they're, they're, the, the director's like, we're going to say action. And then the bug wrangler's going to pour them on your leg. And, and you're going to scream, and then the bug wrangler will come in and get them. Right. And I was like, these are not trained bugs. It's not <laughs> like they're going to gently, they're not going to crawl up whatever orifice is near yeah, them. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I'm starting to freak out, and I'm like, um, excuse me, Mr. Director. <laughs> it says in my contract, there are no bugs on me. He's like, well, they're not on you. They're, oh, I'm wow. like, they're on the thing. And I said, oh, so if you put a spider a tarantula on my shoulder, you, you would say it's not on my shoulder, it's on the shirt I'm wearing. He's like, yeah. I said, I, I started freaking out so bad. I was so mad, I was so angry. Anyway, we had to do the scene, and of course I'm not gonna be the actress who like 
doesn't do what they're supposed to do. Right. So I'm laying there in like a bathrobe with my legs showing and freaking 30 cockroaches are crawling all over me and I'm supposed to be freaking out and writhing in pain. And Oh God, when I tell you, I didn't have to act at all. I was screaming. Oh my God. You know, I was freaking right, out. Right, right. And then the guy goes cut and I'm like, get him off me, get him off me. And then the bug langer had to come in and like grab everything. It was horrible. Well, that's, I, I could almost see them going, well, you know, when you called your manager, you asked, you said there cannot be a plethora of bugs and we have a <laughs> swarm of bugs. So we are still <laughs> legally uh, within our limits to put bugs on. Oh God. Isn't that not yeah. cool? No, it's not cool. And, and like, I'm also creeped out by bugs, but I'm always impressed when an actor or actress can deal with bugs in a scene like um, Kate Capshaw in Temple of Doom when she oh, pulls her hand. No, she pulls her oh, hand out of that thing. hole and it's covered oh, with yeah. those giant insects. Do you think it was her hand or a stunt double? Well, I, 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 I got to watch the scene again, but she pulls her hand out and is screaming, looking at them. Like, oh my I God. think they're oh, on so, her hand. Yeah, so they're on her. There's also, I forget who the actress is, but there's a, there's a, a so-so horror movie called The Believers with Martin Sheen and... Um, uh, a bunch of other actors, but he, she gets cursed and grows this weird zit on her face. Uh, was that not poltergeist or? No, um, no, no, no. She grows this big, big zit on her face. And don't spiders come out of it? And then it's either a spider or a bee comes out of it. And the scene where it happens is so free. Again, the movie's like, okay, except this one scene is so freaking scary. What would you do if you got a part where like, they had to crawl on your... Oh, and then I, they did have bugs coming out of my face also in that movie, but they did do CGI for that. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. I don't know. I mean, I remember in... There's that really... I, I'm still haunted by it in Ben Stiller's Cable Guy where Jim Carrey, it's a close-up of his face. He's on the phone, sitting in the dark. There's a little bit of light in his face. And a spider just crawls across uh, his face. Uh, and, uh, oh, boy. And I know that, you know, he... You know, he probably did some kind of Zen concentration thing that he does in order to pull that off. But man, that moment just still sticks with me. How horrifying that is! And now that I'm thinking about it, remember Michael Keaton in Pacific Heights when he's has all the cockroaches because he's putting cockroaches in the apartment to freak out Matthew Modine and Melanie Griffith, and he just hold his a handful of cockroaches. Your daughter is not afraid of anything. No, she's not. Oh she, God! When she was a little girl, she had a birthday party with this. Enormous, what was that thing? No, that was, I took her to a petting zoo and they had a Madagascar hissing cockroach. And it's which the is, size of her arm. It's huge. And and she was really little and she's just holding it on the back of her hand yeah, and just like, petting it. And, and when you touch it. it, it goes, it does this hiss. And she was cool. And she just thought it was hilarious. Oh man. Thought it was hilarious. She, by the way, we, she went to a birthday party where they were doing, it was a surfing birthday party where they had a surf, two surf instructors that would take the kids out. And Alice, when she went out, went all wanted to go as far as she possibly could with the surf guy. And the surf guy was like, okay, whatever. And they went way, way far out. I'm watching this. And then when they were far out there, a seal popped its head up and was looking at them. They were like five feet away. A seal like popped up and looked at them. And then the instructor said, um, we got to go swimming back in right now because uh, if there's seals, it means that there are sharks. So we need to go back in. And my daughter got upset, like, I want to see a shark, too. Like, <laughs> she didn't understand that, no, no, we don't want to be, like, she didn't, un I, I don't, I, I wish she was a little more afraid of things, because she's lethally courageous. I don't, as a dad, it's a little nerve-wracking. Well, as a mom, seeing you guys touch disgusting things that will give you salmonella <laughs> or try on used clothing that's got bed bugs or going to dusty, disgusting places, I'm like, oh, God, please wash your hands. Anyway, that's um, me. Junk for Joy, Mystic Museum, Scales and Tales, you are wonderful oh, uh, businesses that are not... 
that are very clean, and I recommend people go there. Do I'm not just listen weird. to Meredith. No, she is weird. But, you know, there are a lot of people also like me. Anyway, let's take a break, and we'll yeah, come right back. Yeah, take a break. Hey, we're back. Um, so this weekend, we drove our daughter to camp. She loves summer camp. She's going to be there for a while. Drove up into the into way far away from the city to drive her to camp. And we saw so many interesting things. What did we see? On the highway. Well, the one thing that we encountered that has haunted us. What? We encountered Tungus. What? You met Tungus. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. What is it? Well, if anyone has happened to drop by an AM, PM uh, <gasps> oh. in the last few months, you have encountered Tungus. And uh, some some of the listeners already know what I'm talking about. And some don't. And uh, by the way, neither of us knew that he had a name until I looked it up right before we did this show because he has haunted me. Uh, Tungus is the AM, PM mascot. And what he basically is is a... Um, monster well, that looks like he looks like what? their their snack counter um came to life and 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 gained sentience. Um, he's got like hot dogs and from a mouth, and he's got crazy spaghetti hair or something like that. Anyway, he kind of looks like a mixture of, and I don't want to insult this person because he's my favorite, but Animal from the Muppets, who is the best. I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm obsessed, but Animal from the Muppets mixed with that scary Philly. Um, mascot that gritty that guy well mixed with food well why don't we why don't we actually let ampm themselves speak for tumgus oh goodness well what does tumgus mean what does it mean well it's a bit of an acronym for <laughs> reading this right off the thing too much good stuff Ew. which can be spotted just by looking at tumgus over 100 snack foods and drinks make up his Seven foot six inch build. Terrifying. According to the hashtag Tumgus Truths, T R O O T H S hashtag on AMPM's Twitter, uh, this makes flying in airports difficult thanks to the three ounce rule. Get it? I don't get it. You can't have more than three ounces of something a liquid on when you go on a plane. And he has massive, uh, uh, he has, it's all made up of drinks and snacks. He it's has, disgusting. Where did he come from? Some theories about his origins include a nightmare. <laughs> Yes, he came from uh, David Lynch, had some bad clams, <laughs> went to sleep. Uh, he, he, he passed out at a snack aisle at the AMPM and dreamed up Tumgus. Uh, some theories uh, about Tumgus include him falling from snack heaven to earth or being created as part of a snack-based science experiment. Despite his height and appearance, the most important thing to know about Tumgus is he's truly a gentle giant. Uh-huh. Tumgus is a people person who unfortunately loves to engage in meaningful conversation. And scare children. And frighten people and give them extra large hugs. Oh, dear God, don't hug me like which, that. No, I, gonna... don't, I do not want him. I don't want this guy anywhere near me. Um, I mean, he, oh, God. He has hair made out of red licorice, a beard full of cheese curls. Disgusting. A torso covered in potato chips and cinnamon roll palms with hot dog wieners for fingers if you look even closer at his face don't look closer <laughs> well unfortunately i am i'm staring into the gaping maw of hell I'm, I'm gazing into the last face in dante's inferno that huge face that's chewing up traitors um you'll find a cheeseburger nose 
cookie cheeks, and a hot dog mouth. A hot dog mouth. As he slowly shuffles around the store. Shuffles. Shuffles. That's terrifying in itself. His right arm are coffee cups. His left arm are soda cups. And then he has a belt of bags snacked around his waist. Okay. This this thing is horrifying. It's so terrifying looking. And this is my question. Did they want it to be so scary looking that people would be like, oh my God, did you see that? It's so scary. And then yeah. people start talking about AMPM and they're like, oh wait, they sell Twinkies. I want to go in there and get some. Or do they think that this is something appealing? Did they think this would be delightful that you would look at this thing? I mean, who is the executive? Who, I would like to know who came up with this guy. And I want to know, did he do it to spark controversy conversation? <laughs> or did he do it because he's like, this is really cute. There are going to be, I'm telling you this right now, there's going to be whatever comes after Generation Alpha, whoever the 30-year-olds are in the year 2050 or whatever, there will there will be either a comedian or someone who will do a bit about Tungus and how absolutely horrifying he was Wait, and how disturbing he was. Can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. You just said Generation A? Generation Alpha. Alpha. That's the one that's supposed to come after Gen Z. Do we go in order? I don't know. Because there's Gen, Gen Z, X, there's Gen X, Gen there's Gen y. y. But which, how do, who, what, who came first? Gen Z? No, Gen no, Z is no. now. Gen X was is our generation. Right, Before I know. Before us were the boomers. Right. After Gen X were the millennials, then oh. it was Gen Z. How, who names us? I don't know. It's just some weird, and that's just what I've seen on when I was, I was looking it up on Wikipedia because when I heard the term Gen Z, I got immediately disturbed because what comes after Z? Nothing. But then apparently what we're doing is we're doing some of that weird... Well, it's like the hurricane it's circling thing. around. Now we go to Gen Alpha again. Right. we're starting again. It's sort of like the hurricane when you name them Hurricane Katrina and then mm-hmm. Hurricane Linda, <laughs> Hurricane Mariel. I'm sorry, Linda? Linda. That's like, hi, I'm Hurricane Linda. <laughs> I actually don't destroy things. It's kind of annoying. I'm not really... I'm not here to really wreck anything. I don't... You know, Linda really... Um, Really got away with stuff during this whole Karen thing because yes, because Linda's a better term than Karen in my opinion. Listen, Karen's perfect, but Linda's right there. Yeah, and and, and Linda's around the nation are like, whoa, thank God it wasn't fucking Linda. Oh my God, Linda's are are flying under the radar. They doing, really are probably they, doing way more like, damage. Don't look now. at me now. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. But oh I'm no, it's Karen, it's Karen. It's Karen. Oh, look and at I, these Karens. Yeah, and I actually <laughs> know a Karen, and I love her so much, and she's great. She's not like you know. I know a bunch I, of Karens, and they're all great. I know, like genuinely sweet people. Yeah, but in general, it's a great it's a great name to describe what it describes. Let's not talk about what it describes because yeah. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. No, of- exactly. But I'm telling you, Lindas are actually stealthy and are flying under the radars. They are hiding in the Karen apocalypse. <gasps> That's where they're hiding. Okay, Patton. Yeah. You love superhero type shows. I do. And you're always begging me mm-hmm. to watch them with you. Yes. And I have enjoyed the ones you've shown me. Mm-hmm. It's not something on my own I would go see. Although now that I've watched Superman Far From Home, I'm obsessed with Tom Holland. Spider-Man. That's what I meant. Oh, boy. No, I'm, that's what People, I meant. People, I want you to be merciless no, no, no. on Twitter. No, 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 no. Attack. That's what I meant. <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm obsessed with Tom Holland. I love him. Yeah. But you made me watch Loki the other day, which was- No, I let you watch Loki. Oh, okay. I didn't make you watch Well, it. in any event. I allowed you. We watched it, and I don't know who knows about stuff. I imagine the people listening to this podcast probably do know those things mm-hmm. because they like you, and my you like- My people do. They're your people. Your people are like, I'm with you, Meredith. My people one. are like, wash your hands. Don't touch that shit. <laughs> um, 
All of you non-nerdy germphobes that are on uh, <laughs> Meredith's side, you just go t- go down the road. You're about to go down. What I was gonna say is, you showed me the Loki thing, mm-hmm. and in in the Infinity Wars and all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. there are these Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. right? Thor yeah. had not Thor. It's the guy. He's big. <laughs> Josh Brolin played him. Uh-huh. And can you he, name him? Thanos. <laughs> Very, very good. That was good. Okay, so Thanos has a huge glove. Yeah. And in the glove, there are obviously five fingers, which thus five colors. But isn't there another color like in the palm or on the... Is it only five colors of the Infinity Stones? I believe there are six if I'm... Right, because like the middle one. Yeah. Right. Anyway, the other day you gave me a compliment and Mm. I know... No, 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 no. You be quiet. I just want everyone to hear this. Mm. Listen. This is so cheesy. No, it's not. Be quiet and just let me tell everybody. Be quiet, let me embarrass you in front of everyone. Um, you know that your husband loves you when he tells you a reference that only he really understands, but he says it so earnestly, like you need to know what he's talking about. So the other day, Patton said to me, he goes, I love you so much. And I was like, oh, I love you too. He's like, you're like, you're like an infinity stone of beauty. <laughs> now, honey. What is an infinity stone? An infinity stone is a Tell representation of like the essence of one of the primal forces in the universe. And in, in Marvel, it's there's time, there's power, um, there's reality, and each of these gems can, if, if you possess the gem, you can control that aspect of of existence, basically. And if you have, if you gather all of them onto the infinity gauntlet, that's you what can Thanos then, had, and he controlled yes, the world, and he was able to control. Um, well, he could, he could make one massive decision and change everything. But you need all the Infinity Stones. You need to do all it. of them. So and what you're saying is, I'm just the one. I'm the Infinity Stone. You're the you're the. If if beauty had an Infinity Stone, it would be you, and it would manifest itself. You are the stone itself. But because you can't gaze directly upon an Infinity Stone, because basically <laughs> you you manifest to us to our limited way of looking as you as Meredith Salinger. Right, because it's too powerful. My it's beauty. Too, it will melt your eyes. My so it's beauty like, well, is too powerful, so I have to be in human form. Yeah. And I chose chose this old fifty one year old body to protect shows your eyes. This hot. <laughs> Gorgeous 51-year-old. Right, so, just to protect your eyes. So the Infinity Stone, so what are the stones? You've got beauty. No, no, I made that one up. There isn't a beauty Infinity Stone. Oh, there's, there's not one? No, I made that one up. I oh. say that you're your own Infinity Stone. Oh, my stone. God, we could do our own Marvel movie. No, we can't because <laughs> they would sue the skin off of us. But basically, we're watching Loki. I am loving it. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's so brilliant. Go ahead. Well, You have one question, though. What, I have a question? You had some things you're like, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense. Oh, well, I don't want to do any spoiler alerts, but I just want to say- Well, there's only been two episodes. We're not spoiling anything because there's as yet unanswered questions. Well, what if people haven't seen it yet when they hear this? I think this will actually intrigue them to watch it. Well, I'm just going to say it, and then Mm -hmm. we can delete it if you think that this is a spoiler alert. So we're on the second episode of Loki. Yeah. And they're like, they have to find, there's, it's like the multiverse. Mm -hmm. And Loki exists in many different multiverses, universes. And so um, they're trying to create like one timeline of just one universe, no multiverses. You don't get your own world, mister. Exactly. Right. So they're like, said to Loki, hey, man. Well, they kind of did because yeah, Owen Wilson did. is his control. He's like, yeah. hey, man. He, man. Hey, man. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow you're, man. you're like in different 
Reality? Oh, wow. Um, I love Owen Wilson. Yeah, he's he, and he's great on the show. Anyway, they're like, hey, man, we need your help. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm the god of mischief. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we need you to find this mischievous guy. First of all, I've been saying mischievous like that my whole life because I think it sounds so cute. Like, I always describe Alice as so mischievous. Right. It's not mischievous. It's, it's mis- mischievous. mischievous yeah. But it's so much cuter to say mischievous. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Anyway, so they're like, Loki, we need you to find your own self on a different timeline. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, now, I am not a Marvel nerd like you mm-hmm. who knows everything. Yeah. I know nothing. And I figured it out, man. I figured it out in the second episode. What? Well, all this mischief was happening, Mm -hmm. and Loki's like, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, because it's not you, man. It's a different mischievous, mischievous. (laughs) It's a different mischievous being. Right. But we don't know who that is unless he has a sister. Does he have a twin sister or something? Well, in the comics, because he can change himself into different forms, for a while, he changed himself into a woman for a while. So that could be his Is that theme. true? Yes, he did. Yeah, he changed himself into a woman for a while, and was uh, it was just one of his aspects because he has multiple aspects so to himself. So it's Lokeisha. She's a very, very wicked-looking uh, blonde that with wearing Loki's costume, who was like, it's not about so you. So she and then is she, a Loki. She, exactly. Oh, I thought I was, I was like, see, I told you, it's a different girl. Meredith wants us to start having guests on the show, and I have been DMing with Kate Heron, who uh, created and runs Loki, and I so want to bring her on when Loki is done and have her sit down with, and explain to Meredith how brilliant this show is because it is a gorgeous show. And whoever did the production design, I cannot remember her name, it said that person deserves a, an Emmy and a Peabody because the design of the show is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And I didn't, I'm not poo-pooing it. I like it. Although you did bump against the idea of hiding in the apocalypses. I don't understand that at okay, all. Okay, well, that's why I want, I want her to come on and go, here's what we're doing. Yeah, if she could explain that to me. <laughs> Actually, if you were a better nerd, you'd be able to explain that more clearly. Okay, okay. Maybe she's, you need she's to brush calling up, out my nerd manhood now. That was a that was rough. Hey, I love you so much. Let's take a break and talk about your manhood after this awesome <laughs> message. Okay, so the other night, you and Alice and I all went to a restaurant. Yes. Which is pretty rare because it's been a really long time since we've been inside of a restaurant. Uh, that, that has been the first restaurant the three of us have been inside together since the shutdown. Right. That's so, how long we waited. Yeah, it's been a really long time. It felt like a great family night out. I oh, loved it. Fam- we had a great it's time. It's also our favorite restaurant. It's our, well, here's- One our, of our faves. Yeah, this is what I wanted to talk about. So we went to this restaurant- Great restaurant in Studio City called Wooden Water. Love mm. it. The manager is so nice. Yeah. We used to go to this restaurant prior to the shutdown, mm-hmm. and it was delicious. And we became friends with the manager because we go there all the time, and we're like, "This is our favorite place." Yeah. And then they shut down, and they were doing um, like takeout, mm-hmm. but the lim- the menu on takeout was limited, and they did not have this one thing on the takeout menu, which was gravlax, which is like a potato pancake with mm. a little salmon thing. But it's not smoked. Anyway, it's delicious. Yeah. And so because the gut, because we go there all the time, and we made friends with the manager, I called him up once, and I'm like, I'm craving this. Are you sure you're not going to put this on the menu at all? And he's like, Well, if we ever do, I'll call you and let you know. So during the coronavirus time, he was super nice, and every now and then he would text me, and he's like, We got the fish in. 
Right. So yeah, we'd order right. it. Yeah. So we have this great relationship with this guy. So now it's the first time we're all back, and he's so happy to see us. Yes. And we're sitting there, and and you and I are both very effusive people. Like, yeah. we will definitely tell people that we love them if we love them. Yeah. Right? So we're sitting there, and we're talking to him about sending Alice to camp, and we're just chatting, and we're thanking him. Like, that was so nice of you to send us stuff mm. over. He's like, you guys are the best love story, basically, between us. Mm. We order everything on the menu. Everything's delicious. Because everything really is. Everything's delicious. Ugh. Anyway, meanwhile, our daughter, who for 4,000 years only ate mac and cheese and never ate anything else and never right. would try anything else, nope. suddenly is like taking bites of things. Like I let her taste this lobster slider and she she takes a bite and her mouth is like, oh, how? How is this this good? And then I'll let her take a bite. There was this other really yummy thing and she took a bite and she's like, oh, why did you not ever tell me about this? Like she's losing her marbles right. at how delicious everything she's is. She's in the phase where she's now discovering, oh, you should try new foods. Yeah. So. And it was like flipping a switch. It was, I just want mac and cheese and I'll eat my vegetables. And now it's all of a sudden like, like, I'll have pork chops give and me this that. and that. I'll try that. I'll try, I'll that, try that, yeah. that weird to thing. The, by the way, here's squash how crazy. Squash blossoms. The squash blossoms she lost her mind. Here's how crazy it got. She did a sleepover with a friend one time and we, I went and picked her up the next day and I go, how was sleepover? She goes, really good. You know, for breakfast, I tried bacon, and it's amazing. Who knew? And I said, every literally since the dawn of time, before we had writing, people knew bacon was amazing. Like literally everybody. <laughs> She's like, I tried bacon. Who knew? <laughs> literally everyone, Alice. Yeah, you're not bringing us any new information here. So anyway, anyway, it's amazing yeah. to see her little mind marbles go crazy. Right, exactly. Okay, so the point of my story is not to just say all these good things about yeah. this restaurant. The point of my story is to say, you know, we were having a nice family time, but we were also very engaged with the waitress who was lovely and the manager. And mm -hmm. they kept coming by and we were chatting and we're like, clearly we haven't seen a lot of other people and we were bombarding right. them with chatter. Mm -hmm. And I think occasionally they were like, okay, wrap it up. Gotta go. Like I gotta go, to I gotta do stuff. But we're like, yeah, this is the best. We love you guys. You're <laughs> such family, blah, blah. Like as if, you know, there are long lost cousins. Mm. And you had a you had a glass of wine and you were like, where's this wine from? It's the greatest thing it I've ever really had. It was really good. And then he's like, oh, it's this wine. And then you're like, I want two bottles. I'll buy it. And he's great. He, But then you left. That's you, right. You had to leave. So it's just me and Alice. Mm -hmm. You drove in a separate car. You left. And I was going to take Alice home. And they bring us the leftovers in a bag. And then they bring us the two wines mm -hmm. in, in a, like a paper bag. And I know you're supposed to, well, let me just say, I paid, I gave the biggest tip I've ever given. It was mm -hmm. basically like, I just doubled. Yeah, but exactly. I just gave half. Because you should, because that waitress was awesome. Because it's been so long, yeah. and they were so nice to us, and I was just like, you know what, let's just make this the most insane, greatest tip ever. And I did. So I was all happy, and we're like, thanks, guys, love you, see you soon. And Alice and I are in the best mood, and we're holding hands, and we walk outside, and she's holding the... Um, leftovers bag with a little handle and I'm cradling the wine mm -hmm. that's in a little paper bag and I'm holding it from underneath like you'd hold a baby mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're walking to our car on the sidewalk and you know all these restaurants now have people sitting on the sidewalks eating outside. Exactly. It's, it's summertime in California. Yep. People are eating on the sidewalks. Alice and I are holding hands having the best time and all of a sudden the bag that I'm holding the wine in I don't know, because I was being very careful, but it 
The wine fell out, smashed on the floor. You said it's like the, the seam of the, the side seam. ripped, and it perfectly opened so like, that the bottle just fell. The bottle like, literally fell in front of me, shattered into a billion pieces. Wine went everywhere. We're on the sidewalk. Thank God we're not in a restaurant. Right. And because I am the classy broad that I am, I went, motherfucker! <laughs> and I went, God damn it! And... In front of everyone. In front of everyone at the restaurant. Everybody turns. One guy turns, and I'm like, oh, hey, man, I know you. (laughs) It's like some random friend from a million years ago. I don't remember his name, but I see him everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. Like, as loud, (laughs) Alice is mortified. Right. So so I feel terrible. It just so happens that one of the um, busboys happened to be outside on the sidewalk anyway with a broom somehow. And he, and I was like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Everyone's watching me. And now I'm like, oh, God, you left, but there's this bottle of wine that you really wanted. And so I walked, <laughs> I literally just said goodbye to these lovely people. I know. And I walked back sheepishly into the restaurant, mm-hmm. and Eric, the manager, is standing there. I'm like, hey, man. He's like, hi. I go, I just shattered the bottle while I walked out, and it fell. And he's like, no worries, no worries. And he gives me another bottle, and I was like, okay, oh. let me pay for it. And then he won't let me pay for it. And I'm like, no, please let me pay for it, please. He's like, no, no, no. But he, but he's doing this thing where he's, like, handing me the wine, and his his hand is on my back, like, pushing me out the door oh, at the same get time. Out. Like, get the fuck out of my restaurant. <laughs> and he's like, let me walk you to your car. <laughs> so, so he walks Alice and me back to my car and we have to go through that area that we just crashed the bottle and all the people are like looking at me again but he's like clearly like ushering me to my car and then he's like open your trunk i'll help you put it in the trunk like he really just wanted me to get out of there that that literally is like the same energy as if you were like the woman in sunset boulevard like she made a bunch of movies in the 80s she comes here every thursday it's really we just give her a couple drinks but like it's that's he had the energy of like Let's get you out of here. It's you know, like, like we could, like, like you're this crazy woman that comes by. If we had been in that restaurant and just were like, "Hey, man, thanks for being so cool," and mm-hmm. just ordered and ignored him, not ignored him, but like didn't bother him, mm-hmm. it would have been like great to see you, and then we would have left, and it would have been the best exchange. You're now right. it's like they don't shut up. This couple <laughs> is so irritating, and then we left, and then that dumb wife comes in with her stupid broken thing, and the kid is like, "Oh God, my mom's so embarrassing." It was pretty embarrassing. In our defense, though, they have. They have incredibly craveable food items there where the kind of items where we'll be buzzing around doing other things and then Meredith with her Manchurian candidate disorder will just say, I need those lobster sliders like right now. Like I just thought of it and I, or, and and especially the Gravlax, you need that. I need this Gravlax right now. I know. And you know what I was thinking the other day when we were driving Alice to camp, Mm -hmm. which was in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so beautiful. It's in the middle of nowhere. And then I was like, what if you have a craving? You, yeah, there's nothing for miles. How do you get it? You can't, it's, you, like, the a restaurant's a mile, uh, an hour away. Right. You can't get anything. Yeah. So you have to just be a regular person who, you know, we live in a very I want it now society. Yeah. And we happen to live and in Los live Angeles in a, where we can get it now. We live in a very I want it now city, and we live in a very extreme spoiled version of the spectrum of that. Like we're, we're in a city right. that and then, really indulges and that. And then there's me when you take it to the next level with my child actor syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, I want what I want when I want it. It's a yeah. very bratty thing. And I have to calm her down because, yeah. Oh, she can be annoying. It would be the only place that's worse is Manhattan where not only can you get whatever you want, it's walkable. Yeah. Whereas we're here, you may have to 
call for delivery or drive. or drive to it. But in Manhattan, you there's just walk no downstairs. Like, well, it's three blocks. I'm going to go get it. Yeah. And everyone that all my friends who live in Manhattan, where, where whatever neighborhood Manhattan and Brooklyn, whatever neighborhood they settle in, like. Um, a predator, once they get into their apartment, they then do a circle around the block, like a, just to see what outward else is spiral, around. just to figure out, okay, what's, oh, where's all the good stuff? Here it is. Got it. Now I know where it is. Yeah. I did a movie in Oklahoma once, and it, did I already talk about this? I don't know. The only thing nearby was like 45-minute drive to the Walmart, but it, it was so great <laughs> because the Walmart had everything. Oh, I think, yeah. Oh, it was the best thing in the world. Yeah. So, so like, good. you make a big day about it. You go out, you see what you want. You go down every aisle. You just, everything's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm? Anyway, just wanted to tell you about my irritating <laughs> self. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll talk about Patton's irritating self oh. right after this. Um, so when I was gone... Uh, working in Syracuse, for some reason, uh, there was a weird, uh, perfect storm of of gifts came from various uh, scotch makers. I have let it be known that I enjoy scotch, so it's a go-to gift for a lot of my friends, a lot of, like, wrap gifts and stuff, and uh, for some reason, and, and, I, and I do love scotch. I don't guzzle it though like i i, I a now, bottle of scotch can, doesn't last me two days a it lasts you scotch, four years a long time so we now i have literally have a closet full of it's like we own a liquor store I, yeah i could open a scotch bar if i wanted you to absolutely so, oh we should do that no 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 i mean we should invite all of our yes, friends no, now that they can see, that that's what i'm thinking okay let me that that's okay, where the story's gonna ha Go hang ahead. on right so Go ahead. this is just while i was gone I was I was sent two bottles of uh, single malt scotch from an amazing uh, distillery called McCarthy's up in Portland, Oregon, Clear Creek Distillery. Uh, so I have those. This is on top of all the other scotch I have. Then Nick Offerman sent me his special Lagavulin Father's Day in the most gorgeous, gorgeous packaging with with his face etched in wood. Etched in wood, which by the way, he I probably I, did that. I'm he's sure such a great he did that. I'm sure he did that. Um, and this is uh, Lagavulin that is aged in Guinness barrels. There's so certain it scotches. It's a little bit like beer. Well, it, they will age different scotches. Balvenie is really good at doing this. Well, they'll age it in a sherry cask, or they'll age it in a port cask or a rum cask, so it takes on those flavors. Yes, this one because it was in a Guinness cask, uh, it takes on that great earthy chocolatey flavor of a Guinness. Yeah, you were gone and I was receiving a billion bottles oh of scotch God. a day. Then, we're not even close to being done. Then, I get a bottle uh, from a great distiller in my hometown, in my home county, uh, Catoctin Creek in Loudoun County, Virginia is a single malt. I thought you said it was pronounced Catoctin. Catoctin. Oh, is anything pronounced Catoctin? I, I don't know. You've it, never heard that word before? Listeners, if you hear, if there's a Catoctin, please let me know. Okay. Um, they did a partnership <clears throat> with uh, the band Gwar, which is a wonderful heavy metal band. They dress like these cannibalistic monsters from outer space, um, but it doesn't hide how how catchy and fun their songs are, and their stage show is delightful. So they made this very evil-looking um, bottle of scotch, and each bottle has a little pewter thing on the top of one of their characters' heads. Yeah, it's like a little skull. It's like a little head made out a of iron. A little monster head. Yes. Oh, it's and, so great. And that's the cork. Yes. 
And it's amazing looking. It, and it's it very looks great. scary. And Catoctin Creek is really good, like East Coast, almost, it's almost kissing the edge of moonshine with how rough but delicious it is. I love them so much. Okay. I love them. But then, as if that wasn't enough, Dayenu. on top of that, Dayenu. Thank you. Do you know what Dayenu means, baby? Yes, it means um, that alone that would have that been That alone would have been great. Yeah. yeah. God, God, stop drilling, you hit oil. We're good. <laughs> um, this great chocolate company out of Chicago called Vogier, who is already sending stuff to Meredith, these incredible boxes of these elaborate, well, they're just crazy pre- they're chocolates. Just, they're like art pieces. The, the boxes themselves are works of art. And, no, the chocolates themselves. And the chocolates are. Anyway. They <laughs> did, um, they do these chocolates with single malt um, scotch in them, and I'm blanking on the oh, name. We haven't tried those yet, and I would no, like to. No, we, we will. Um, so then I have those. So what I want to do is, now get that I'm drunk. home. Well, yes, I'd like to get drunk. I want to invite all my scotch drinking friends over and make a dent in some of these bottles that we have, because my God. Yeah, we could do a tasting. That would be fun. Like the Pepsi really, challenge, really but, with, yeah. but with. Um, right, my friends, invent your friends. My friends. Sit around. I don't think my friends like that kind of stuff. Well, but just to taste it, though. Yeah, let's tell everybody what good parents we are real quick. Oh, well, um, every Christmas I get this thing from uh, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Malts of the world, whiskeys of the world. It's an advent calendar. With different whiskeys in each day. And you get a little three ounce dram in this gorgeous little glass bottle with a little wax stop. They're on the super top. cute. And so every day you open up a little thing and instead of getting a chocolate, you get a little three ounces of a new scotch to try. Any any there's many, many different brands of scotches. Yes. And so as a family, we sit around the table and you open it and I then you mine. and then you smell it. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, let Alice smell it. So right. then we let her smell it. And then I smell it. And then we say, what does it smell like? Yes. And then, because you know, it's that how you test, how you describe alcohol. Wines and especially whiskeys take on the aspects of what is around them. For instance, that amazing wine that uh, Meredith talked about. That that, I dropped? That that she dropped. That I smashed uh, in front of a whole restaurant of people. You know what she did? She christened the sidewalk. Let's think of it that way. But this this, uh, vineyard is on the site of a... Lemon and avocado farm. So, does so the, the wine, wine taste like has avocado? an undertaste. This very nice nutty undertaste of avocado, really and then a little so? sting. Yes, you can. It's in there. And okay. it's so delightful. In any event, our daughter is so creative and amazing <laughs> yeah. that she smells the thing, and yeah. then okay, we are not bad parents at all. But we do like she smells it, then she says what she thinks it smells, and then we just let her like touch it to her tongue, just so she just can t- just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. touch it. And, and then we say, okay, what does it smell like? What does it taste like? And she's like, that smells like a library that was burned down in a fire in the Western but, but the, times. But the, but, but the wood was like from a cherry tree. So that like just the way that she, and she, sometimes so she really like does. like a book that was thrown into the cauldron of, she's so descriptive. It smells like the morning. It's a cold morning, but you know it's going to be a hot day because it's really <laughs> muggy. And in the distance, there's like horses in the field, so there's that kind but of smell. But here's the thing. And when she just, says that, she's spot on. She's spot on. Like, I'm like she gets all these little flavors. like a library that burnt to the ground <laughs> because a villain was on the loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah that's funny so i love that uh, that idea of like tasting it and, and letting it because it's a lot of times when you first taste it it's like oh it's just stingy it's alcohol and then you keep going and then the other flavors start to uh let yes. loose and it's great and but 
by that token, now you've told everybody that we have too many scotches, so I yeah. imagine you're not going to get those anymore as gifts. At least yeah. I hope. You guys, we like red wine. <laughs> well, I mean, I would like to, I'd still like to uh, receive scotches. I would like to maybe, I'm going to have a bunch of people over We and like share. Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> no. But when I want to, my, my mom's, one of her friends is named Bunny. Mm-hmm. And because her name is Bunny, everyone oh, no. always gives her bunnies. Because you said you like scotch, everyone gives you scotch. But did she say she likes bunnies? I mean, no, I, they just went, oh, that's my easy gift out. I'll just give her something well, with a bunny Well, she has on. a curio cabinet of like four <coughs> billion bunnies. And they're so cute. And, you know, bunnies cute. So mm -hmm. nobody doesn't like a bunny. Well, I have a cabinet of adorable scotches. How about that? How about that? How about that? Um, so, yeah. So that has been uh, – so that one of my summer projects is to – Drink in, is to well to re to re socialize myself, invite friends over, and share the scotch with. Because scotch is when you drink it alone, you just feel like a hitman on his last job. It's better <laughs> to have like your friends there and you're all tasting it and chatting. That's really fun. That's yeah. what I like to do. That's fun. You share the share stuff. You're supposed to be sharing the stuff you have. I like to share the peace pipe. Man, oh well, yeah. Oh, wonder what that. Wonder what gifts that'll get you. Hey, Lowell Farms. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, she's not. Um, guys, thank you. Thanks for, for coming tuning back in. and listening. And also, this was like the first time Pat and I have sat in a room together. Oh my God, that's in right. In over a month, and it's lovely to see your face, kind sir. And it's it is a privilege and a delight to, to see look at your the infinity gorgeous stone. to look at the infinity stone of beauty, folks. Uh, be careful out there. Look out for Tumgus. He is uh, he's out. And if you and ever want to, um, oh, you know what we can tell them? What? If you guys want to ask us a question and oh, have yeah. and have your voice played on our podcast, you can go to our website uh, for the podcast and there's a little speak pipe button where you can upload your, like a voicemail and we'll play it. Or you can just email us at heydidyougetmytext at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Bye. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Starburns Audio, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.